But today uh, and every Sunday during December, uh, we celebrate what's known in the Christian church as Advent. And the word Advent simply means the coming or the arrival. And it's a season when we celebrate uh, the hope that was fulfilled when Jesus came the first time, but at the same time, we're looking forward to the time that he comes back for his own. And during Advent, we focus on four different themes. Last week, Brother Travis spoke on the uh, first theme, of uh, hope. Uh, next week, Brother Paul is going to speak on joy. And on Christmas Eve, Brother Travis will speak again on love. And so that leaves today, which is the second Sunday of Advent, and I'll be speaking to you on the peace that Jesus brings. There are a lot of words that we can use to describe the world we live in, but one of them that probably most of us would not choose is the word peace. When we look at all the things that are going on around the world, it's hard to think of peace, uh, living in a world of peace. We turn on the news and we see about the wars that are going on. We know Israel and Hamas. We know Russia and the Ukraine. We know that North Korea is testing its nuclear weapons capability. And all these things, worldwide uh, possibilities of catastrophes. But that's not all, everything is not just worldwide. There are some things right here in our own community that rob us of our peace. Brother Travis mentioned one earlier, the young man that was, was killed in his car or his van. Uh, I subscribe to a news break, I think it's called, and all during the day I get all these things to show up on my phone and my iPad. And it's amazing how many things in our community happen I mean, the murders, the rapes, the break-ins, and I mean, it's discouraging just to see this. But that's just local things, and still, can we say we live in a world of peace? But then not only that, but just about every area of our lives, we see things that rob us of our peace. I, I was thinking about when we go to work, a place that ought to be fine, you know, you don't have any problem, but most places you've got office politics and all this kind of stuff you've got to put up with and backbiting and all that so even work is not always a place of peace and then we leave work and we think well I'm going home and I can finally get some rest everything's going to be fine but many people don't go home to a place of peace they go home to dysfunctional families they go home where one family member is warring against another they get home and they are faced with broken down refrigerator and no money to replace it. Problems that people face each and every day that robs us of our peace. And we come to the point we think, man, I've just got to have some time by myself. I've got to get away. So we go to our quiet place and we don't get there very long before we realize we've got problems too. We got things we got to think about. We have troubles. We have bitterness sometimes. And we have things that we ought not to be thinking about. So we have, don't have peace in ourselves either. So peace is a word that we don't usually use to describe the world we live in. But people are looking for peace. 
I think all of us want peace down deep inside so that we can face these trials when they come. And we have an answer to that. Many people want to cry out for peace, for peace at home and peace at work and peace in every area of our lives. And we can have that peace. And that comes from a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. It's important to remember that that when we talk about the peace that Jesus Christ gives, it doesn't mean we're going to free, be free of conflict and all these things we've mentioned. Because they're going to come. Just because we get saved doesn't mean everything's going to be a bed of roses from now on. It doesn't mean that. But it means that we don't face those by ourselves. Jesus has promised to be with us. He would never leave us nor forsake us. And whatever we face, we have someone with us to help us through it. The peace that we're talking about this morning is a deep abiding peace that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. A peace that you won't find anywhere else. And that brings us to our main text today from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. The Bible says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Will you pray with me this morning before we start? Father, thank you for allowing us to be here today. And Lord, thank you for this season that we set aside to celebrate your first coming when you came as that babe in a manger. But at the same time, we look forward, Lord, to your second coming when you come to take us home to, to be with you throughout eternity. But Lord, in the meantime, as you look upon us this morning, you know each heart that's here. You know the troubles that we all face you know the conflicts you know our needs and we place them before you and pray that thy will be done lord i pray that you will use me now as your servant for this hour speak through me lord those words that each one of us needs lord help me to say nothing that would not bring honor and glory to you lord we commit this service to you and pray for thy will to be done. For we pray in Christ's name. Amen. The word peace is a translation of the Hebrew word uh, shalom. And we see this word used over 200 times in the Old Testament and almost 100 in the New Testament. And I don't know about you, but when I see a word used like that in Scripture that many times, it sort of tells me it's important. And so this many times, and it means completeness or well-being. 
And Jesus came to make us complete. That was his purpose for coming. And to make us complete by saving us from our sins. All we have to do is trust him as our personal savior, as the son of God, the one who came to save us. And we'll have that peace, that shalom of God. Even when it feels like the world is caving in around us, we can still have that inner peace that can only come from him. Now, some people might think we're being naive when we talk about having peace and all the things we mention, but it is not a fantasy. We can have peace. There are a lot of things in our personal lives that can rob us of our peace. It may be an overloaded schedule. It may be just tired and worn out, especially this time of the year. We, we go to work and uh, come home and have to go shopping to make sure we give everybody we know just the right gift. Come home, have to wrap those gifts, cook supper, clean the house, do the decorating, and then we have to start cooking a couple of weeks ahead of time so we got enough food for everybody that comes through the house. And we're worn out. And those things can rob us of the joy and the peace. But even that, we can have that inner peace. Even when we're worn out, even when we're so busy we don't have time to think hardly, we can have peace. In his book, Life Without Equal, Bill Bright said, there will never be agreement at the peace tables of the world or rest in the individual's heart until the Prince of Peace reigns supreme in the hearts of men. Folks, that is true. That's where peace begins, with Jesus Christ letting him, letting the Prince of Peace rule supreme in our hearts. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what my friends and neighbors are, are going through uh, today completely, but God does. And he wants to help us through whatever we're facing. The world tries to give us answers. You know, you take this pill and everything's gonna be all right. You go to this session and you'll be all right. We've got all these workshops and all this, but the world has never had the real answer to what peace is. That peace is in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Part of the Christmas story, part of the Christmas message that uh, we see is that Jesus gives peace. He brings peace to us. And this morning we're going to be looking briefly, just trust me, it's going to be briefly, four different areas that Jesus brings peace to. First of all, he brings peace with God. He brings peace with self. He brings peace with others and he will bring peace on the earth. So let's begin with the first one. Jesus brings peace with God. And our first text there is Romans chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that we're not naturally at peace with God. Our sin has separated us from him and we can have that uh, relationship again, though, through Jesus Christ. That's why he came, to die so that we might have that relationship of peace with the Father. When God first went, uh, sent the angel Gabriel to Mary, he sent Gabriel with a message, that message of peace. We read in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 30, 
And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Mary was troubled when the angel came. She was troubled at his greeting, but the angel brought words of peace to her to calm her and to tell her what God had in store for her. She was uh, told not to be afraid, that God had, uh, was with her and that she had found favor with God. You might wonder, well, how in the world did Mary find favor with God the same way we do? Trusting in the Lord. She had faith in God and in his promise of the Messiah's coming. You see, she was looking forward and had faith that the Messiah was coming, where we look back and know he came and have faith in that. Same principle, but she was and found favor with God the same way other Old Testament believers did, looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. And now God had chosen her to be the vessel through which his son came into the world. Jesus was a promised savior who would bring peace with God by saving us from our sins. We can have peace, but it comes through knowing Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. That's the first step. Know him, accept him as our Savior. The second thing, Jesus brings peace with self. You might be thinking, that sounds great, but you don't know what I'm facing. You don't know the troubles that, that I face every day. You don't know everything that I'm going through. And that's true, I don't. We heard several prayer requests this morning. We know what some people are going through, but there's probably even more things that we didn't mention than were mentioned. We go through a lot. And I, 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 we don't know it all, but Jesus shows up. Jesus helps us through those things. He comes when the storms of life threaten our peace and hope and joy. He shows up in our pain and our fears and our confusion and our grief and our loss and our uncertainty. He shows up. God is there bringing peace to calm our hearts and peace that defies our circumstances. There are times when we face one problem after another and we start looking at all that we're going through and we wonder where God's peace is. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, why go through all these things? Where is God's peace? But it is there, and he will help us. Again, it doesn't mean he's going to take whatever it is away from us. He's going to help us through it, and he has a better plan for us. And he can give us peace even in our darkest hours when we don't know what's going on, what's going to happen. He can still give us that peace that you'll never find anywhere else. Six years ago, at 
uh, I went to the doctor the 1st of November and he did his thing that he always does and then he sat down and he said I think it's time that we do a biopsy and I said oh, okay he said I don't think there's a real problem but it's we probably need to check it out anyway and he uh, scheduled it and it was scheduled for the Tuesday before Thanksgiving so I went into Centennial Hospital there in uh, Nashville and you would have thought I was there to die because the whole waiting room was full of our friends and church members and I thought oh no they know something I don't know yet and but anyway we uh, we had the biopsy on Tuesday afternoon and then we left Wednesday morning and came up here for our for Thanksgiving with our son and his family had Thanksgiving on Thursday and on Friday morning bright and early my phone rang and it was the doctor's office and said can you come in this morning and I said no we're in Indiana we won't be home till Sunday now nobody has ever accused me of being the brightest bulb on the tree but I sort of knew that if I had a biopsy on Tuesday and three days later I get a call to come in just as quick as I can, something is just, he's not calling me to see how my Thanksgiving was. He's got something else in mind. So on Monday morning, I get up, I'll try to get through this. I got up and I, excuse me. We lived in South Nashville. And it's probably a 10-minute drive downtown if the traffic was good. And there's one intersection, uh, Brother Travis probably knows, right there when you're entering Metro, you, there's a three-prong intersection there. You go to the right, it's Interstate 24. You go straight, it's Interstate 40. Go left, and it's Interstate 65. I've been praying since I left the house. Because I knew it was not going to be good news. I knew that, or he wouldn't have had me come in like that. But I got to that intersection, and I just committed it to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm, I don't know what we're going to find out, but I know it's not good. My prayer is that it's not bad that I be completely healed from it. But more than that, I want your will. I want your peace through this. I want to live, but if that's not your will, then I'm going to love you anyway. And so I just committed it to the Lord, and my wife can tell you, from that point on, I never lost a minute of sleep. I never worried one minute through the entire thing. And if, it, if the results had not been what I wanted, then I would have still been all right. But I, he, I went in to the doctor and he came in the room and he said, it is malignant, you have a malignancy, he said, and you have one of three choices. He said, we can do nothing. And he showed me a picture and it looked like somebody had taken a lead pencil and just stuck it on a piece of paper. It was that small. And he said, we can do nothing since it's so small for six months and we can look at it again. Or we can do radiation now and, and 
not have a problem or we can do surgery. And he gave me a book to go home and read and then make the decision. And so I decided I wasn't going to take a chance. So, and so decided to have the surgery. So in early January, about five, six weeks after I was diagnosed, I went in and had surgery. And when I went in for my follow-up, I was sitting in there in the waiting in the, the little examining room waiting for him to come in. And when he came in, he didn't say, hey, Mr. Lewis, how are you, or how are things going? His word was, you made the right decision. In those five weeks from the time I was diagnosed to the time he did surgery, the cancer had increased 10%. He said if we had waited six months and watched it, you would, it would have been too late. And I said, I remembered that intersection and that prayer. You know, God gives us peace that the world can't. The world will never be able to give us that kind of peace. And I went for uh, last a couple of months ago, I guess, and it's been long enough now I only have to go back once a year and have myself checked. So the Lord is good, and he has peace for us. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, you not only receive the peace with God, but you receive the peace of God. And he will be there. He helps us through our most difficult circumstances. No matter how bad things get, he's there. And he's going to help you through it. We are conflicted beings. We fight anxiety and depression and all those things. That's just natural. And we need that inner peace. And he will give it to us. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible is John 14, 27. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus not only brings peace with God, but he also brings peace for us, uh, with self. The third thing, Jesus brings peace with others. We've got a good example of this in early in the Christmas story. Have you ever thought about Joseph? I have a, a Christmas message I speak, and it's from Joseph's viewpoint. Have you ever really thought about what he went through? I mean, here he is, a young man. He's in love with this girl. He's going to marry her, spend the rest of his life with her. And she comes up pregnant. And he knows it can't be his. Can you imagine the, the hurt, the bitterness, the anger that he might have felt? The Lord did, and the Lord sent somebody to set him straight. The Lord sent the angel, and in Matthew one twenty, we said, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. If Mary had been pregnant, with another child, Joseph probably would have gone through with breaking the engagement. 
But this wasn't the other child. This was the Son of God. And he stayed with Mary and even before Jesus was born, he worked out the differences between two individuals. And he will still do that for us today. Doesn't mean everybody's going to get along with, with us. And sometimes our differences hurt more than others. When it's somebody that we really care about and there's friction and tension and, and a break in that relationship, it hurts. But we need to make sure that we have done our part in keeping that relationship like it ought to be. We need to go to God in prayer. Lord, help me to do what I need to do. And then pray for that other person that God will do a work in their heart too and so that you can have uh, peace in that relationship. So we can have peace with others, uh, and he will help us to do that. Uh, Ephesians 2.14 says, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall, a partition between us. Jesus came, down, came to break down the barriers, to bridge the gaps, and to bring people together, and to restore peace. To our damaged relationships. He'll do that. We just have to trust him. The fourth thing, Jesus will, will bring peace on earth. When the angels announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds, they proclaimed the peace that Jesus would bring to the world, to the planet. We read, uh, read earlier that where the host said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill, Toward men, And this is a peace that was prophesied back in the Old Testament in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of the government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is a clear prophecy about Jesus who was born, of a born as a child but who would be called a prince of peace and who will one day rule with peace over the earth but it doesn't stop there the Bible tells us uh, that the Prince of Peace will not only bring peace on earth but will bring peace in the whole universe and that he will reconcile all things to himself in heaven and earth Colossians 1 19 and 20 says for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So this verse in Colossians brings us right back where we started. The reason Jesus brings peace with God, uh, peace with self, peace with others, and peace on earth brings us back to the cross. Without Jesus shedding his blood, there would be no peace and there would be no there would be no peace and without Jesus being born as a babe there would be no cross 
And so it all goes back uh, to what we started at the beginning. And I ask you this morning, do you have that peace? Do you have peace with God? Do you know that there's been a time in your life when you surrendered to him and allowed him to forgive you of your sins and to give you that peace that passeth all understanding? Do you have peace with yourself this morning? Do you have peace with others this morning, or, or do you need help in that situation? Do you have peace on earth this morning? I wish we could say yes, but we know what's out there. But you know what? We have the promise that there will be peace on earth. And Jesus has never broken a promise to us, and he will keep that promise. And so here in the second week of Advent, let me encourage you to look for the Prince of Peace. Even when the winds blow and the storms swirl around you, look for that Prince of Peace. And when things just aren't going like you want them to, just remember, just seek him and let him speak to your heart. Let me encourage us all to come to him and worship him just like the shepherds did. Even when we find ourselves in the darkness or the storms, he is there. And all we have to do is, as we sang this morning, bow down before him and he will hear and he will restore that peace. Let us pray. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for each one who's here. And Lord, you know the hearts. And we just commit this service to you and pray for thy will to be done. Help us as we leave this place, Lord, to search for your peace in every situation we come in contact with. Help us to honor you and glorify you in all that we do and say. For we pray in Jesus' name.